I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is Ori Styler and my good friend Gareth Morgan from the What Culture podcast. We are back. First one of 2021. It's been um it's been a, a rough year last year. We're looking forward to this year being a much better year, not with just uh, the climate, but also with movie releases, I believe. And the only way that we can look forward to some great movie releases is that we decide that we may need to look just a little bit back. So, uh, Gareth, tell us, what is it we're going to be doing today that's going to be a kind of a looking back theory or theory, thesis or, I don't know, eat? ethos today that allows us to also look forward what's our thing today Gareth? it's going to be a bit of a celebration isn't it really because over this kind of christmas period there was a big release on disney plus you may you may have seen it you may have missed it you may have been under a rock somewhere but that film was soul and that was on pixar's newest release and i managed to watch it over christmas i saw on your twitter that you watched it as well so it's one of those where it's, it's probably touched a lot of homes this christmas so i thought why not Come here for our first ever of 2021, our first podcast of 2021. Let's let's do a top 10, our top 10s when it comes to Pixar movies. So I've done my own top 10. Ori, you've done yours as well. So we, yes. need, to, we need to go through these. We need to have a bit of a discussion. It's going to, it's going to be controversial, this. I think it's going to be controversial from the off because there's it's... going to be a few that may even not make the top 10, which shows you just <laughs> how stellar this back catalogue is when it comes to Pixar films. So would you like to go first? Your your 10 to 6, we'll do the 10 to 6s first. 10 to 6. Okay. And then we'll go 5 to 1 uh, in, in the second part of this podcast. So Ori, take it away. 10 to oh. 6. All right. Before we do that, I would like to say if anybody's offended by my <laughs> listing, uh, I shouldn't care, but I do because I know how emotionally emotional it can get when it comes to deciding on which Pixar movie is better than another and which ones didn't make a top 10. They've got so many titles. Mm. So I had to narrow it down. And even then that became difficult with, with uh, micro franchises within Pixar, which I'll get onto in just a bit on. Can I just do an honorable mention that didn't make it into my top 10 and I tried my absolute hardest to squeeze it in there somehow, but it just didn't make it was cars. Oh, all right. Yeah, okay. I, I tried my best. Cars is a great, movie number two is not number three is is decent enough um but cars for me the first one 
was one that I really, really loved. I tried to get it into this top 10, but there is such a plethora of great movies that they that Pixar have done, especially as time goes along. I noticed that they don't get worse. They only get better mm-hmm. in their storytelling and also in their animation that it has pushed out some of the older movies. So it's, it's, a, it's a controversial thing to say. Hard to say to people, you know, some of the old ones are worse. It's all about the newer ones where actually some of the older films are what we call the classics and you have to kind of pay attention to just how impactful they were back then. But Pixar is a company that get better and better as time goes along. All right, without further ado, my number 10 to 6 in my top 10 Disney Pixar list. Number 10, I went with Wally. Number 9, Monsters, Inc. Number 8, Onward. Number 7, a Bug's Life and number six, Up. How much do you hate me right now? I mm, see there's some in there that I, I was a bit shocked to see them that low. I'll be honest. <laughs> there's there's one or two that haven't even made my top ten, which is a bit of a, a shock at this point. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm going to read mine off just so we can compare them. Just, okay. just right, and then we'll go into detail on this little batch that we've got. Go so ahead. my number ten, I've got. Uh, I've not got any honourable mentions. I've just I've been ruthless, sorry. Okay, I'm, I'm not <laughs> can't cover my tracks of this. I'm putting myself out there. I'm going to get killed. All right. Okay, uh, my okay. number ten is actually Cars. It's your honourable <gasps> mention. Is, is my number oh, ten. Mine almost made it. So I'm and not mad at that. I'm not I've mad. got one. You're going to be upset by this. I'm sorry, but number nine is Coco. <gasps> what? I know that I low know. down. Oh no! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll fly through these. So I've got Incredibles. The Incredibles okay. at number eight. Is that number one? Incredibles, the first one. That's the first Incredibles, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, then I'm bracing myself again here. I've got number seven, Toy Story. The first Toy Story. Okay. And number six, it may. It, there's a lot of recency bias here. I really liked it. It had a bit of an impact on me. I'm going to go Soul. I really like Soul. I'm going to okay. throw it straight into number six there. So, let, let's, yeah, let's, let's break some of these down. Like, what, what's the one that you, out of your, like, ten through six... That could have potentially got higher. It was just uh, the case of incredible competition that you've got here in Pixar. So with my top, with, with my top 10 to 6, I tried to get up higher and it didn't work for me. Only because, again, uh, with, with Pixar and their hearts, they're like pulling at the heartstring tactic of making great movies now, they've done so many afterwards that actually have beaten up in my eyes at that up was that one where everybody was like oh my god these guys have made me cry within the first 10 minutes of a movie and it's an animation and that was a thing that pixar had done kind of for the first time during that time Mm. but now if you go if you go into some of the great movies they've had onward coco soul uh inside out they are they've replicated that formula but to some degree done it better so that thing that made me love up was the fact that it was so emotional for me at the, at the beginning now isn't the the biggest selling point of a Pixar movie. Uh well sorry of it being a Pixar movie because now Pixar have done it so many times. That Yeah, that I I agree. But for up for me massively. I, I love that film and it's not actually made my top 10 up. I I love Serious? that film. It's okay. not but, but the only reason for me is I massively just remember that film for that opening sequence which is yeah. a, an incredible just pulling on your heartstrings just so poignant and it just hits you right in the gut from the off and as a kid watching that i can't imagine what your what your mind must be going through at that point but that's purely 
what I kind of remember it for. There's a few other moments throughout the film. It's still, it's still a good film across the board, but it yeah. is that's the, that's the lasting memory for me when it comes to opening. Just when you're looking at the rest of the Pixar entries that we've got, they're just stacked with what what they offer just throughout throughout the entire film. Do you know? Do you know what else I loved about it? <clears throat> I think which I tried to make it a bit higher was uh, Ed Asner, who does the voice of uh, Carl. I love him as a voice actor in so many great like animations. If you if you pay attention to um, if you pay attention to him in many animations, his voice is so unique it stands out. He's in um he's in the Boondocks. Mm-hmm. He's uh he's also in he's got a small role in Cobra Kai. But mm-hmm. just anytime he's in any like film tv program animation that voice of his that he has it just stands out and you re- you always instantly go oh that's him i mean he's that's for me that is what i i think made me really i'm i'm someone who pays attention to a lot of voice acting as a voice mm-hmm. actor myself and i think because he brings that character carl to life with such a with such a, a booming gruff cantankerous voice i think throughout the film it made me really love this movie mm. enough to try and push it up but i simply couldn't in the top five it made my top 10 but de- not my top five and I, it's I, it, it is interesting that you say that in terms of like vo- uh, vocal performances throughout pixar because it is it's such a, a dependency like so it's something that these films do literally live or die by yeah. these incredible vocal performances and pixar have had some absolute juggernauts and like arguably two of the biggest to ever jump into that world that, that world of voice acting in pixar probably tom hanks and tim allen obviously with toy story yeah. which i'm sorry I, I really wanted to get it higher because it is it's it's the og it's it's the it's the one that started the game like it if, if we didn't have toy story we wouldn't have any of this it's just the way it goes but, but is, it, it's what, is, is it because you only only you put it in there because it's like you said the og yeah it is a little bit like the, the the story itself is 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 quality. Like it, it's it's something that it cha- it changed the way we looked at toys forever. I tell you that yeah, much. Definitely, it, it was one of them. Like you're not telling me. I I had a Woody doll as well after this. Like I got oh, given, really? like a big Woody, and I had a Buzz as well. And it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, I've got him. And then instantly I was thinking, right, if I leave my room, <laughs> is that what this is? Is that is this going to start now? And it it that you got to tip your cap to to Pixar being able to do that to kids like just filling their imagination with this world that they always believe like in, in a weird way as a kid you're always like yeah you play with your toys and you've got your own imagination thing going on but seeing it realized like that in such beautiful the, the animation was obviously so ahead of its time uh, at that point and see how far it's come now when you look at the, the likes of toy story 4 which again great film that came out yeah. uh, i nearly said last year no two well 2019 now and that again was an excellent film. Like you can see the the the, the leaps that we've had in technology, but it's 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 tough to crack into this top ten. I, I, I think Toy Story and another Toy Story film makes my top ten. Although I will say that it's higher I'm, up. I was worried. That's the thing I was wondering. If mm. I know that you put Toy Story in your top ten, but it was between uh, ten and six. I was wondering if there was another one that made it higher up. That and then I would be able to go. Okay, I can see why that one got pushed down. It's the original. However, yeah. like we said earlier on, the development in their storytelling and their animation, I mean, you cannot ignore just the leaps and bounds that Pixar have made. So if another Toy Story made it into your top five, I I would be more than understanding. I'd actually be, I'm happy to hear that mm-hmm. rather than just I- thinking that that was the best one that you could find was Toy Story 1 and it made it in the top 
five. I mean, these were the films that started all the Pixar films, weren't they? Yeah, yeah definitely. They they just got the ball rolling to the extent where we are now, and mm. they've got so much to kind of be in debt, be indebted to the the people who were behind that first film. Um, but I'm I'm very curious because you popped onward in there, and I loved onward. Like I went, that was one of the last films, <laughs> one of the last films I watched in a cinema. Like, it, was, <laughs> it was honestly like I remember watching that at the start of last year, and it. It had a bit of fanfare when it came out. Obviously, you had Tom Holland and you had... Um, I, nearly said, well, I don't know why I nearly said Jake Gyllenhaal. It's just because they're bromance. <laughs> Chris Pratt. I can see why you said it, though. Do you know what I mean? It's the, the association in my head. But yeah. that was an excellent film. It didn't, it didn't get, I don't think, the, the props it deserved. A lot of people were like, yeah, it's Pixar, but it's, it's just kind of paint-by-numbers Pixar. I was like, no, it wasn't. It was, it was seriously... It hit, a different, it hit a different type of nerve, I think, in terms yeah. of just family and like what it is to what what constitutes kind of a, a role model you know what i mean a role model a father figure mm-hmm. like because it is it's such a prevalent thing throughout society nowadays where you've got like a single single parent families and like where, where you kind of get those role models from when you don't have the let's say the traditional father or um, mother figure there in your life and it's I thought it was such a creative way of tackling that subject. Again, Pixar just taking really difficult subjects and just not glossing over things, but just presenting them in such a, an easily accessible way. Very true. You're right. What Pixar like to do is, um, I mean, over time, you can see even, not even over time, let me not say that, because even down to A Bug's Life, I'll explain in just mm. a second, in a lot of their movies, they have a theme, which if you really pay deeper attention to, uh, tends to be more personal to individuals on a regular, on such a, on a regular basis. Or, um, not, when I say regular basis, it happens to us every now and then. It could be something of that nature. Or something that impacts so many people around us that individually we may not recognize. But we always know somebody who is going through that. And a lot of these movies that, that they've so fantastically pieced together and delivered, deliver on telling you these stories, on telling you these little the, the nuanced ways of deli- of having a theme which if you were to take yourself out of the animation and go what does that actually mean i mean if you look at um onward we're talking about not just a uh, single parenting but also the fact that we had um a young man who has no relationship with his father and idealizes what his father would have been like if he was to still be alive if you look at inside out it talks about puberty and mental health awareness it also if you look at um even down to a bug's life now this is one that I was going to say as well, I put this in my top 10. A Bug's Life may have been a bit further down, but when I watched it again, uh, Ali, um, when I watched it again, with controversy aside, uh, Kevin Spacey's character within A Bug's Life was so well delivered. And during the protests that we saw this year, or not this year, sorry, I forget we're in 2021. Yeah, during madness. the protests, it's, it's going to take a minute for me to, to realise that we've now passed that, that 2020 mark now. Um, in 2020, all the protests that we saw, there were clips from A Bug's Life where I didn't understand when I was younger was so poignant in uh, people's right to protest, people's right to stand up for themselves as a community and those who feel downtrodden. Um, in, in A Bug's Life, that whole movie is about that. And many people were taking these clips and posting them up on social media relating to the marches, the protesting, and and people who are campaigning for for the rights of of different communities that had been that had been um well just oppressed for so many years. And when when I really paid attention to Pixar's kind of theme across many of their films, they have that within them. But so Onward was one that I did like. It was only in my top ten, but down in my ten to six. 
because I feel that even though that was definitely within the storyline and the feels there were in that storyline and, and, and it was delivered very, very well. I feel what was missing for me was because I feel what was missing for me was the, the idea of them being these mythical, magical creatures and it being leaned into a lot more as opposed to it feeling like a, a, bro- a brother story of a journey. And then at the end you went into the whole kind of mythological creatures then coming out. It was, I can understand why they did that. I think for me, I just wanted more in that from that side, as opposed to just me understanding that this young man is going through a lot when it comes to losing his father and trying to reconcile his, his views and his knowledge of who his father is against what other people have told him. It had a great ending. It had a, it was a great storyline, but I don't think that they did it as well as some of the other films I'll mention on this list. That's it. It's, it's, to yeah. it's tough competition, Ori. That, it's, it, a lot of it is that. It's just some of these films would break into top fives of just any other kind of studio or anything, any other animation studio easily. Yeah. They're all epic films, but when you're talking about Pixar, you just, you got, you got some big hitters, all right? Do, do you want me to go first with my fight one, or do you want to go with your fight one? Uh, I who went first? Me or you? No, you go first this time because you right. went first last time. Okay, so this will be interesting because there's a couple that you've already said that are in my top five. So it'll be okay. very interesting to see what you think. So I've got number five is Inside Out. Okay, not mad at that. No, I love love that film. And also got number four, Monsters Inc. Okay, gone. And then number three, Toy Story Two. And we've got number okay. two, A Bug's Life. Hey, and then my number one, it's just got a special place in my heart. Finding Nemo. Okay, my number I, one. I get okay. So this, I'm not mad at any of that. Yeah, I'm not mad at any of that. I really when serious I, I, company there. <laughs> can I tell you that I I looked at Finding Nemo and I really tried my hardest to put it in my top ten. <gasps> I did. I tried. It didn't make it. Not because it's a bad film it's a fantastic film i feel that maybe this is me i need to go back and watch it again to really appreciate it whereas these ones that i'm mentioning in my top 10 now oh sorry my top five rather are ones that i i it pulled me back to watch again and then i enjoyed them again i think my last outing with finding nemo wasn't the finding nemo movie it was finding dory Uh, And, and i think because it felt like the same story twice. Finding Dory wouldn't have made it in my top 10, but Finding Nemo definitely would have if I had gone back and watched it again more recently. Whereas all these other ones, I've gone back and watched again much more recently. Even the ones that didn't make the top 10, Nemo wasn't one of them. I'm so oh, sorry. It's, it's great to have, but you've got to, you've got to let me know now what has made this, this okay. top five. So, all right. I, I'm struggling with splitting franchises here, but I'm going to do it now. Um, oh, my God. It gonna be so hard ah, I, I don't know all right all right splitting franchises if i have to do it number five toy story two number four soul which right. is a very new entry but what an entry i'm glad we'll talk about that then definitely I'm, I'm glad we'll get that one number three inside out okay number two Incredibles one. Ooh. But I almost pieced them both together because number two was a very good 
uh, sequel. Yeah. Number one, of course, is Coco. Right. It's Coco. Okay. okay. I had a feeling. Coco, <laughs> it had to be. You. I had a feeling. Well, I think we should start with Coco then, to be honest, because Coco. Okay. What a Coco. Film. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Easily, Coco's the number one. I'll tell you why. It's been a very long time since I watched a movie and cried. I don't cry during films. It doesn't happen. But celebrating, all right, seeing how they, they celebrated Dea de los Muertos in this movie, seeing when, seeing when um, it wasn't, obviously Coco is uh, the young kid's uh, bisabuela, which is great-grandmother. Seeing her cry at the end, after going through all that, all the journey of him going to the land of the dead, finding out who his father is, coming back, having to still really rush and then catch before she loses her mind because of age and dementia and lose, not her mind, her memory, sorry. And then afterwards, the next scene, even though everybody's won and everyone, everything's done, that same character is now no longer with us and you see her death. Listen. Why am I? I I I, 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 I lost it. I lost mate, it. Mate. I couldn't hold it together. I it brought me to tears, and I don't cry during movies. I watched it again actually before before we came on here this morning because I, I was putting together this list and I was having a bit of a look through and I thought I watched that because it, it. But when you put down Coco, you go, yeah, great film. I think uh, we've not mentioned a lot throughout this the the, the world building, how how incredible oh, pixel art, pixel art. Yeah world building just across the board but in coco specifically the the land of the dead it's just something else what they something do with else. It. Well, yeah that that last moment well one of the last moments in the film where he sings remember me to is his great great grandmother or great grandmother and it's oh it just it took it took this morning and I, I just i started tearing up a little bit and i was like he's just already that guy he's just he's he dragged me back into this coco world and i've got uh, to throw it in I, the top 10 like it's, it's thank you this is listen it was so well done and it's it's one of the best payoffs in any pixar movie that i've ever watched it's i mean in terms of the, the amount of payoffs that you get when he finds out who his father really is that for me, I mean, just just the pace of when, the pace of that when they're, they're in the cave. Spoilers alert! Sorry, anybody, but you should watch. You, 
You should have watched the movie. I'm sorry. This Coco came out in 2017. Disney Plus is available. Spoilers alert, but anyway, (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't believe we didn't say that at the start. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay. But yeah, basically, when he's sitting in the cave and, you know, just he, he, that kind of, I'm trying to say it without saying too much, but he looks at his at the person he's been traveling with the whole time and the pace and they look at each other and they look at the pictures and just that kind of the tempo that slows down and it makes everything click. And that isn't even the final one. It's there's there's several different payoffs. And in a movie where it, it had so much kind of weighing on on representation on on great storytelling and also sensitivity when it came to this being um a massive event that the a lot of the uh, mexican not even just mexican many of the south american communities and latin american communities celebrate and it be delivered so well for those who may not even know or understand its its prominence in the community it was so well done and to have all the payoffs in there as well hit every beat so so accurately i had to that had to be my, my number one it really did. It's one of those things I think that Pixar, again, they excel so well with when it comes to the films is when they do kind of focus on more human stories, not the, the anthropomorphic yeah. stuff and everything else. When they do kind of go towards more uh, grounded, you could say grounded, even though it is going to the land of the dead and everything else. It's grounded yeah. in a, a holiday, a, a celebration. They, they again, just knock out of the park every time. And they, they, it's, it's great for people like myself. I don't celebrate that the Day of the Dead or anything like that. I don't know massively a lot about the holiday. But then watching Coco it just opens up the door to you and you go, oh, wow. And you, you explore that world and you feel it just wash over you. And it's the characters make it so yeah. easy to, to get lost in it. And it, I think, it, again, it's I'm going to focus on another one in your top five, just purely because we, did, we didn't really talk about it in my lower down in this top 10, Soul. Okay. I, oh. I think Soul does that as well. I think it, it just kind of, away. it's Blew. a great yeah. film where it just, You've got obviously the the, the far off concepts of the soul world, the the great mm. before as it's called. Obviously, <laughs> the, the the what's again the Joe Gardner, the the jazz musician turned teacher turned potentially jazz musician again, and yeah. then he dies on the day he gets his big break again. Spoiler, big spoiler. Well, but it, mate, it, 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 if you haven't watched up. it, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, like just just give it a watch. And like that that to be fair, that isn't even that happens so early in the film. I don't think it classes as a, a spoiler. spoiler. There's so it's, many it's, other it's, twists. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, there's so many other things that go down in this film, and it's it's just uh, giving you like a window into not strictly the world of jazz, but a little bit. Of, you get a bit of that flavor, just the, the 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 how the mind of a musician works, like that kind of. Yeah. Tick that just keeps ticking over and getting you spark and things like that. And I think they they just they do this so well all the time. They just take, they get a concept, they get a, a little thing and just expand on it and just just throw out mm. little fragments of other ideas that these really high concepts that for any other genre would struggle so so hard to do. And then what they do is just take that concept and throw it into what should be a family film, a children's film. Like it's it's I think they've they've really squash that that notion now that these are children's films i think across yeah. the, i think they are now family films Definitely. in every sense of the word they they absolutely appeal to every single person that you can sit there and watch i watched that next to my mother and she was just like tearing up and she was like oh my god this is beautiful and i was like yeah you so damn well right. when so, i watched but, um when i watched soul uh for me from like i it it would have been higher up if there wasn't it would have been higher up if there also if there wasn't the other films that we'll we'll talk mm-hmm. about in a, in a bit. And 
because you are right. Coco and Soul for me were very similar. They 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 talked about the afterlife. They also did world building in 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 worlds that were not anthropomorphic. They were literally like humanized humanized animations as opposed to characters where we've got onwards where you had an uh, warlocks and elves and you know mystical creatures. But when they did that, they they took it upon themselves to go with we're going to make sure these characters have some real um resemblance to the community that we're representing we're going to do this properly and they do that very well with let's say coco let's say um soul there's a few scenes which i i definitely i wanted to highlight as as um as a young black british boy who's grown up and had to go to the barbers every week that scene in the barber shop was damn near perfect in terms of the like down to the little nuances of the hair cutting and the hair still being on the floor until someone comes to sweep it up. The fact that the chair at the front is always the newest barber and people didn't even want to sit in <laughs> that chair. Uh, just the just even down to the Des, um, who was the main barber, the beard that he had. And just the, the, if you were to pay attention to just the detail and everything within that particular scene, the conversations that were happening, the banter that goes back and forth between different chairs, there was so much in that that I said they didn't just throw together a movie. They really sat down and said, how do we give an experience where we can really show the different facets of communities, whether it be the African-American community, whether it be the jazz community, whether it be barbershop culture, let's throw this in here and deliver it accurately while still having the out of this world storytelling, which is them going to the, the great be before also facing the idea of having to move on to the great after and they did it so well in so I, I i i watched it one day and the next day i said let me watch this again and see if i feel exactly the same way and i felt even better about it it was so well done and the voice acting was just out of this world i mean it was great to see graham norton that did there. me i'm that a big graham norton guy <laughs> oh, I was when I saw when I I purposely didn't look at the cast beyond knowing that Jamie Foxx was going to be the main voice, and when I heard Graham's voice, I said no straight away. Richard Ayoade as well as one yeah. of the Soul Sorters. It was so well, like the voices were so well done. And uh, do you know who's the the killer voice for me was um, Rachel House mm. as uh, Terry, because. Terry's voice, Terry was supposed to be a male character. Rachel, who's got quite a, 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 a quite a, a, grass, a raspy, deep voice, mm. an Australian uh, accent as well. Doing Terry, oh my God, that, it, blew, it was absolutely amazing how they were able to play on this. It was, sorry, not Australian, New Zealand, my apologies. But yeah, it was, um, everything came together so well with this that gave you kind of, like you said, the world building. I almost felt like if I was to pass that would be how like life would be in the afterlife or the great before it, it was yeah soul was really really good it just it, the feels didn't hit me as much as coco but yes it yeah. was it was it was on its way exactly yeah and that's what i mean and that, that's again what i love about pixar different films resonate obviously with different people in different kind of ways and it's yeah I'd, I'd say it's it's quite an emotional film in its own right, but Coco just just takes emotion sprints with it. it. It's that kind of film. But equally for me, I felt that's that's kind of how I relate to Finding Nemo because I like we were speaking before about Up and like obviously had that first opening sequence where he just smashes you in the gut and then you spend the rest of, you spend the rest of the film just trying to pick up yeah. pieces of your heart and tears off the floor. So it's, it's that kind of film. But obviously you start there with Nemo's mum 
dying in the first couple of minutes as a kid. As a kid, like that, that yeah. came out in 2003. I was in year three when this came out, and my little heart broke because I watched it in the cinema, and I think it was one of those, do you know when... Like when you go to the cinema as a kid and I, I've got one of those families where we turn up literally like 20 minutes late. So as we got in, like the first bit had already happened and like we, we saw when he, uh, Nemo was in the school of fish and he was getting going to school and all the rest of it. And I was like, it's a lovely film. And then I got yeah. it on DVD as a kid and watched that scene. And I was like, this, this isn't finding what, what's happening. <laughs> it just changed <laughs> the complexion of the film. Yeah. It's, for me, that's, that's Pixar at its best in my opinion, purely because, again, the underwater world that they build in that film is, in my mind, it's unrivaled when it comes to the, the worlds that they built throughout Pixar. So you've got the more realistic soul, uh, the, the the earth in soul, not, not the actual soul world, because that's, again, that's brilliant. That's just yeah. hyper-animated. And like it, you've got these great ones in cars. You've got Monster Zinc where they build this monster world. I used to literally sit and watch the bit where Monster, like uh, when it was Sully and Mike, they used to walk to work just purely because you could see all the monster world and see everyone living in their own lives and like how. Of course, oh, how, yeah. How, I love that, and I think I think we find in Nemo you get a sense of that as they're traveling throughout the journey. You see these different pockets of the ocean, and everything's mm. just crafted so well. Like going through the the jellyfish jungle, whatever it is, and then you, you go into the 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 East Australian current. Is it the EAC when you go? Through EAC, there? that's correct. Yeah, crush. <laughs> it's just every single character in it. I feel like every little section of this film has got an iconic character in it. Like you go, you see, you meet Dory first off. Wow, iconic character. Then you meet Bruce. <laughs> yeah, another big one. And you go through the jellyfish. Then you meet Crush, and you've got all the people in the in the dentist. Art. It's just ah, everything. It's just a, a film for me that ticks all my boxes as as a, a young kid who just wants like crazy animation and loads of wisecracks. And as you get older, it just washes over you this this feeling of it's it's family again it's the single the single parent family thing which is going to resonate very, with somebody. very true actually well, yeah it, it, it is that but then equally it's the 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 bonds that you you get along the way do you know what i mean like you meet all these people and you come out of your, your shell when you're having to when you're having to go all that distance just to find your kid and get your kid back marlin grows into a completely like different human being by the end of the film it's just very true it's, yeah it's for me, it's my my perfection when it comes to a Pixar movie. I'm I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I think maybe I I slept on it because it's uh, it's one I haven't watched as of recent, and that's my bad. Maybe if I watched it again recently, mm. but there's so many of them to go through. There some is. had some. I can't. I I missed some. So I, no, I've I've seen all of them, but I've missed watching them back again recently. Yeah, and just going off of memory. And I feel because you've said that, it's interesting. I didn't even think top of my head that it and this is probably on this is bad of me i didn't think of it uh, as a story where there was um tragedy at the beginning even though that is such a poignant part mm. of the movie it's what sets marlin's character is the loss of his wife and and all the 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 unborn children i didn't think of it that way the same way that i would have done let's say up where he loses his wife or in um what's another uh I would say onward to a degree, but I yeah, think, definitely, yeah. And I think it's because in my head, maybe when I was younger, I didn't pay attention to it as much as and and how poignant that would be for somebody as I would do now. I wouldn't be as sensitive to it as I would do now. In my head, it's it's fish and they're telling a story and they're they're doing all the crazy things that fish may do. But now, when I look at it back and you've actually thrown that to me, I could probably watch it and, and then sympathize. 
with more of an adult head as opposed to the mm. child that was like, okay, we're going to watch this story about fish. So I need to I need to do that again. I feel so bad now that I didn't do that again recently. <laughs> oh, no. There's that many. Get lost in them. Like, you stuff with the, the Toy Stories, as soon as you start looking at all those, it's like, I, for me, the, the second Toy Story, like the, the sequel, it just, it just raised the bar in such yeah. a different way. I think the third and fourth one, like both of those, they're great. Like for what they do, like they, they expand upon the story. They always try and up the ante and just change it and maybe go down a path that you don't expect. But yeah. Toy Story 2. Did you have Toy Story 2 in your top five again? Toy Story 2 was my... So I had the franchise firstly, right. and I said, let me pick one of them. And I said, all right, let me go for two. Because two is the, of those four... Two felt like the story developed without it being a cash grab as well. Yeah. <laughs> Number three and four felt like we're going to monopolize on the fact that we, this is so popular. We'll do it well, but mm-hmm. there isn't the heart behind it isn't 100% the storytelling. It's actually 95% that, but 5% because we'll get some money. That's what it felt like. Yeah, you're right. Three and four. It's like it felt like a story that was being made because it had to be made because at that yeah. point they didn't do sequels they hadn't done any sequels at that point and it was like right we need to do toy story again because these characters have got so so much more space to grow into you know what i mean yeah. it's it's yeah it's such a i think that's that's a creepy not creepy film but there's some moments in that film and you look back now and it's like whoa like it's the idea of like uh What's the word? Monopolizing to a certain extent, like like Woody and Jesse, Bullseye, Sneaky Pete, like yeah. being pulled into a cult almost. If you look back at it, it's it's very of course yeah. <laughs> intense at times. You know what I mean? Like they're like, Woody, join us, and he's like, Yeah, yeah, actually, this is a good idea. And I'm like as a kid, I was like, Woody, what are you doing, man? You've got Buzz and the gang back at Andy's. They're coming out this way to save you. And it's I think the in terms of comedic beats, we've not not necessarily gone into too much detail on that, but across the board with Pixar, they tend to pitch the comedy really well. There's, oh, in every no, film. They don't every. They, they don't just strike out and you can't you, you don't really sit there watching their Pixar film going, This is just not funny. Like there's always at least one or two moments where you just laugh out loud. And I always remember the I don't want to use my head thing in Toy Story 2. You know, they, they run with him through the, the air vent. Oh, yeah. And it's, yeah. And then you uh, we'll, we'll use your head. And then it's like they all look at him and all of a sudden, ah, like through the vent. Yeah. I that remember open. that now. Then the bloopers, <laughs> they the, the, the don't open the uh, the grid on the bloopers. Those, <laughs> those, listen, the, the, oh, the, the blooper reel. We, one day we got to do a blooper reel oh, list. Goodness. But the blooper reel list that makes top for me is always Pixar but like the bugs it was the bugs life they did it first yeah and then Toy Story 2 said we'll jump we're going to do this as well and they linked back to a bugs life with the leaf and it had Heimlich uh, Heimlich his name I think uh, it was Heimlich yeah caterpillar. The, uh, the caterpillar it's like hello yes yeah, <laughs> do you know how amazing that is to yeah. to sit there and go we're going to do bloopers but because we're in animation we have to animate bloopers to make it out like it's oh they were that conceptually is brilliant no one had ever done that really before as a kid trying to get your head around that like you were like wait this is is this this real (laughs) i don't i can't get what how did they do bloopers with it 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 gave the characters so much more dimension as well as as a child because as an adult you know that they had to forcibly make those and script those bloopers Mm. but as a child you're like the ants got it wrong oh see what happened there and oh i saw when woody blinked when he wasn't supposed to and things like that that was really that was really good that they did that. That's right. So we've got our, our top tens there, both of yeah. our top tens. Is are there, are there any across the board that we feel like maybe after talk, like talking about them now, they could maybe be pushed up a little bit in either list? Is, is there any that you think deserve a bit more of a, a mention? What what kind of stand out to you? 
Um, that didn't get a mention. Um, uh, are we talking on my list, your list, or both of our lists? Either actually? list. They may have been mentioned, but we've just not really gone into detail on okay. them. They may have been mentioned on the lists. Um, Monsters University was a, was a great story, but again, it was a continuation of of Monsters Inc. So mm. I'm not mad that it didn't make the list because at least one of them did, and I think the better of the two films did. Um, Ratatouille was Ratatouille. that that film. I think it was a it was a really good film. However, it it just made it a little bit more difficult to go. There is a rat in the kitchen. <laughs> making making food it, it, it's a bit tricky i'm not saying it's impossible it just is a bit tricky for for us to almost let go of our let let go of our restrictions and our and our need for things to make sense because <laughs> because it was rats cooking in a kitchen in a world where humans were represented as humans so uh, but it is a it is a good film it's mm. a great concept um yeah it's but it, i don't think it would have been made it up there brave do you Brave's know good I, do you know what? I had no idea what Brave was about until I got Disney Plus and said, all right, fine, I'll watch it. I had no, that's one thing that's really good about Pixar. They'll, they'll show you the outline of a story. You'll never know from a trailer um, how much, how deep the story goes. With Soul, people thought it was about jazz music. Mm-hmm. With Inside Out, it was, people thought it was merely about um, just living life and your emotions talking, not knowing how deep they were going to go with that with some of the, some of the films that we mentioned with Coco, no one really knew it was about going to the land of the dead. It was just, it was mainly again about music, um, but not to the depths of what they went into. And I think when they've done what they've done with this, with brave is they hid it so well. I had no want or care to even watch the film. I just, I just thought it was going to be a film about um, a young girl who was very similar to, to a kind of, um, and like an an action character, mm-hmm. but just in animation. I had no idea there'd be a relationship building between her and her mother, and the and the whole concept of the bear. So I didn't watch it until recently. And when I did watch it, I was like, "It's a great, it's a it's a great try," but I, it it just didn't land for me as much. Yeah, and not everyone. Ah, I think that's that's the a, another valid thing with Pixar. It's like they. They just tend to offer films out. They don't try and please everyone with the films. They go, here's the concept. Here's what we're going to do. There it is. If it's for you, yeah. great. We've got another good film that you love. If it's not, we've got about 20 others that you probably will. It's, oh, definitely. It, definitely. There's, there's genuinely something for everyone. And I think that's probably a nice way to end this, really, when it comes to it's, it. It has been a celebration when it comes to Pixar. There's no real... You can't really argue over these. It's like even even if you even if you don't necessarily agree with the placement of some of these like films in the actual list and either of our lists across the board, I don't think you could say, "Oh no, that's that's the worst one." That and they've got that at number four. That's the, the, the it, they just don't have that in Pixar. Even even if you don't necessarily think it's the best, you still think it's pretty darn good. So. Except if you Cars have... 2, sorry. Cars 2, <laughs> apart from Cars 2. Right. I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to throw Cars I'm sorry, two. I couldn't. I love Cars, but Cars 2 was so bad to me. I literally, as a punk company, I didn't want to throw Cars 2 under the bus, okay? That's oh. Like, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to flatten it under another bus, okay? I'm not going to end on this note, Ori, all right? So... <laughs> 
if, don't forget, like, find this and wherever you find your podcast right now, go and check out the film podcast. The other film podcast that we've done as well, I think we did like uh, the films of 2020 on Netflix, yeah. things like that. And we did, we, we talked about all the new Disney films that have been released in the Disney conference call thing that happened a couple of weeks back. Uh, follow myself at gmorgan04. Where can they find you, Ori? Follow me at Ori Styler, A U R I E S T Y L A. Don't forget to follow everybody here at What Culture at What Culture over on Twitter as well. But in the meantime, until we bring you yet another one of these bad boy podcast thingamajig things that we do about things and talk about stuff, have the best time you can. 2021 is getting off to a good start. It was snowing outside my window already. That's why I just kept looking over to my left. It was, it was oh, snowing. You're lucky you. we've got too much pollution where I live for that. Sorry. You get, you get acid <laughs> snow where you live. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see you very, very soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.